Hey, welcome everybody to uh, another episode of the Experimentalist Podcast. I'm Ogilby Straight, uh, playing the music and adding the additional audio commentary. Just, just wondering, like, does anybody still watch audio commentary on DVDs anymore? Um, I popped in True Romance. Not super recently, but um, within the last month or so. And uh, I started listening to the commentary, and it was boring as hell. Uh, Don't mean to bust on a lovely movie that uh, I've watched a million times. But I will bust on this. What is that in the background? Yeah. Yeah. That's some terrible, terrible slide work done with a, a the side of a flash drive. <laughs> um, so I'll blame it on that. We all love to blame blame things on other things, and we'll get more. We'll get back to that uh, in a little while. Um, I'm gonna see where this song's actually gone. We'll start it out here and like really listen to this track that's going on. It's going to go several different places throughout this episode, so stick around for that. Um, but yeah, I'm going to have a little of a, a slow build here. I think I thought I would have a little bit more to say, but what I will say is still cranking out these uh, experimentalist podcasts. I'm going to plan on going up to 50 and then taking a little bit of a break. So there's a good amount of time to put some more crazy improvised music up in there. But speaking of that, let's check it out. Thank you. 
working on this show. But I am thinking about the next. And I'm not saying that to take anything away from this one. To me, this one is another day that I'm sitting around listening and speaking, recording things on devices, making sounds and interpreting them as music. But next week is going to be different. And I don't know exactly how it will be. I, I don't even want to speculate. I'm just going to set it up and do it the best I can. This one might just be a little bit of prepping for next week's show. I don't know. Next week, I, See, next week I want to do a couple things. I want to do a script, like a play. I want to try to write a script and have people read it. People other than me. So next week, the plan is to have some other musicians from the Richmond area come in and do the show. I've got to figure out a way to record multiple people, since I don't do that now. Um, and I've got to record them playing, as well as like sitting around and talking, both those different things. And I guess, I mean, the, the first thing is these people are actually going to have to show up. So who knows if that will happen. I don't know. I think it will, but I guess we'll just have to see. So this episode is going to be me preparing for next week's show diversion. to the gym today and I'm still fat 
That's how I think of things. I did this thing once, and I don't see the drastic improvement. It's the same thing with music. I practice the scales in all 12 keys two or three times every day, and at the end of the week, I expect to be Mozart, or at least somebody people say was a Mozart ripoff. But I can barely play those scales a couple beats per minute faster. What a waste, right? I watched the newest De Palma movie today for the second time. Passion. Brian De Palma's Passion. That's what it should be called. But he's slightly more subtle than Tyler Perry, so I guess that's why he doesn't put his name on there. I took another lesson today. Not a golf lesson, a music lesson. I need all the help I can get and I'm not afraid to ask for directions. As with all directions, though, you have to choose if you want to follow them. I paid $50 for mine, so I'm going to see where that takes me. I started thinking of just trying to sit with somebody and just say, like short things, whatever comes to the top of your head, like something like that, like explaining just quick things that you did in the past day or past week. Just quick things and not to get a response. Just the thought, whatever story that comes to your mind, just say it as quick as possible. And then have the other person just do that back to you. sort of like an anti-listening experience or experiment. I don't know uh, how that would work, but I was just kind of thinking about that stuff. So, you know, I'm, I mean, but anyway, like the past week, it was a little wild. Six days on the road with the Anginator, pretty much nonstop. We spent two days in Connecticut, visited a number of breweries, but we couldn't find the Gandhi bot. Struck out every which way we turned. Got to sample the road to ruin in Rye 95 at the larger than expected Two Roads Brewery. Their firkin saison with black chili pepper mixed in, that was tasty. But it had people going a little crazy. I met somebody who gave me a record player. It looks like it's in decent condition, but at the same time, I don't really know. I don't know a lot about record players. It doesn't have a power cable, so I can't plug it in or turn it on. I'll have to find one of those and some records. Well, this could be a life-changing situation.
were on the road like nuts. And at one point, I had to stop. I was yawning a lot, and we still had 160 miles to go that day. I needed a coffee and a spot to walk around. We pulled off and followed some signs to a flea market. For sure they'd have coffee there. But it was already perking me up that I'd probably be able to kickstart my record collection. At the flea market I noticed that it was a place that had a lot of talking but no conversations. It was all people looking at things. No one ever looked at each other. Nobody was looking into anybody else's eyes. I tried, and it was really hard at first. I went to order a latte with extra whipped cream, and I felt the guy staring me down. And I was immediately intimidated for some reason, and I just gazed into the menu posted on the side of the truck. I went over and over it while placing my order and paying for it. A single coffee, $1.99. A double, $2.49. Cappuccino, $3.49. Cafe Latte, $4.29. And underneath it, it had an asterisk noting 50 cents for extra whipped cream. Oh, that whip. That's going to make my day. But I needed to test myself. I saw that no one would make eye contact and everyone seemed to be talking. And this one coffee truck cashier had the balls to stare someone down, stare me down. So he said, cafe latte, with a low grumble and I stepped up. I reached for it and looked him right in the face. And that's when I noticed it. His eyes were like mirrors. I could see a slight pupil behind it, like a shitty one-way mirror at a county fair funhouse. But that was looking down, not at me at all, at the floor in the distance. He was just as lost or shy or frightened as the rest at any form of social interaction, and he was making me feel the same way.
As I was taking my first sip of coffee, I shifted my attention from this coffee truck and I noticed stacks and stacks of old and new records. It was kind of in the far corner, but I could tell. You can just see that from a mile away. Records. And that was kind of my mission at that time, so... I took another sip of the coffee, a big one, and started hauling ass over there. I saw a huge pile immediately of Beatles. Early stuff. Meet the Beatles. Help. Yesterday and today, Beatles 65. I mean, there was nice copies of Let It Be and the White Album and the Red and Blue Greatest Hits, all that stuff. I had nearly 20 LPs in my hand, and at that point I stared the guy down and I told him I was taking the whole lot for 10 bucks. He said 225. I handed him 25 twice and took off toward the car. At the same time the Anginator was running toward me. She just threw down 25 cents for a few random AC adapter cables from a vintage technology table. In both cases I felt of I felt as if we were both making off with a steal. I was looking at about $2.20 per Beatles album. Oh, and I also uh, picked up a copy of In the Court of the Crimson King. And those cables Ange had grabbed, you know, there was a chance in that moment that we did just start our very own record collection. And then imagine if we rigged that turntable to play in the car, install a shock absorbent console in the middle of the back seat and we'd be listening to Pepperland Orchestral section of Yellow Submarine on vinyl while cruising down Maryland's 301 toward Richmond. Just imagine how fun it would be to just listen to long play records again.
tell this story but I don't know where to begin I feel like I know the middle of it I just don't know how it gets to that part I could pick a point earlier on and just start talking that would get the story going but I feel that the story needs to be told right there's too many people in it too many for me to try to play the parts or too many for me to keep saying well then Jenny said this and toddler said this and so and so said whatever so what's the point why bring it up at all before the story's ready to tell or maybe the point is that there is no story if the story was good it would almost tell itself right that's how we talk when we're hanging out, over dinner, on a car ride, in a room, wherever we tell stories, right? We just start with something like, ooh, and then bam, story. But here is a point in time set aside so I can tell a particular story, and it's just not happening. Maybe I should just start like, ooh. No, like, ooh. Hmm. I needed help. There was potholes everywhere. I couldn't avoid them all, and I was pretty sure I just shredded one of the tires. I should have just stopped or at least slowed down. It's just that it was late. I didn't feel like being out about in that particular part of town. I was late too. I was supposed to be home like 30 minutes ago and I didn't want to spend extra time finding an alternate route around all these damn potholes. 
Shouldn't someone be in charge of keeping the freaking city streets in working condition? All of these frustrations kept boiling up in my head, covering up what really should have occupied that space, a solution to this mess. Because my original solution of trying to barrel through was just about all used up. The car started swerving out of my control for a moment until what was left of the tire blew completely off. Now I was grinding on a rim and it was slowing me down dramatically. Finally I had a real thought, not some hypothetical blame game that I'd use while explaining all this to my wife when I got home. I decided that I would stop and check the damage before I brought the car to a complete halt with the brakes. The potholes outside did it for me. The rubber-free rim slid deep into a, the mother of all potholes and dug right in. It felt like I had just run into a brick wall. The airbag even popped out and clubbed me in the nose. It deflated immediately and I wanted to just sit there. I was done. I was deflated too. I forgot to bring my phone with me that night as I always do, so I just sat there imagining the calls I would make. Soon after that, I fell asleep. Later that evening, I wound up talking to Tony B. and Pinoke in a bar. They were out watching Butcher Brown tearing it up at the parkland. They bought me a couple of Victory Dirt Wolfs and a way too full glass of Jameson. I had forgot about the accident. I had forgot about everything. About where I left the car, about going home. I just knew that some bad shit went down, and I was trying to leave it all behind. Tony B. said something about getting uh, something to eat at a local food eatery, and we all decided that that was a good plan, but I had to take a James first. In the world that I live in, taking a James means to go to the bathroom. It comes from the phrase, taking a leak which morphed at some point in my younger years to taking a link. I think every crew has their form of slang that just begins at some point. Once it's realized, it becomes funny and fun to keep doing. 
I think our intro to slang was to add ends to words that do not have ends in them. So leak became link. There was also a school teacher at the time who was a real wimp. He was always giving away clues that his wife had him by the balls. Something happened with him midway through the school year where he had to quit or he just left or something. Word was that he lost a bunch of money to some slick real estate salesman, and he almost lost his wife during the whole ordeal, too. I don't know how everything turned out. I just hope he learned a powerful lesson about who's the boss. Anyway, his name, the teacher, was James Link. Shortly after he was gone, we switched saying taking a Link to taking a James. Ever since then, it stuck. It's important because I had to take a serious James that night. The bathrooms in that place are up front to the right of the stage. The men's room is small with only one urinal and a toilet right beside it. I can't stand that type of scene. I went up there, opened the door, and some other dude was pissing in the urinal. I hesitated for a second to make a decision. I don't know why I hesitated, because it's not my style to go in there and stand next to that dude and just start doing some collabo James. I'll hold it and wait for a second, you know? But the hesitation at least made me feel more solid about that prearranged decision because this dude was wobbling from too much booze and he was unloading all that booze all over the place. I turned around and went to wait outside and passed another dude, some other booze hound on the way, and he went right in, stayed in. So weird, I thought. So I was standing there on the outside of the bathroom and dudes kept rolling in and nobody else seemed to have really a problem with it, but I was just chilling there waiting and realized at one point that I was right in the zone of the Butcher Brown rhythm section. Tight, snappy drumming, thick bass, melodic keys. It was such a transcendent groove that I once again forgot everything that was going on. But this time I wasn't deflated. I was inflated. right I was inflated and at this point I just want to this is going to be the end um, uh, we're about at that time where uh, I'm calling it quits so hope you guys enjoyed everything thanks again for checking it out um, and uh, I think like I said before uh, I'm going to do about 
get get up to about 50, and then I'm probably going to take about a uh, couple week break just to kind of um, write a little bit more and, and live a little bit more and practice more. So um, just want to bring that up now just in case anybody's checking it out. I don't. I want to stay to the thing where I'm uh, doing it regularly, and I love the fact that since... Uh, I don't know, January something? It's been going every week, so... Uh, just, I'll bring that up a couple more times. But anyway, um, I'm going to bring it back into the music, and um, thanks thanks again. Check me out on Twitter, at Ogilby Straight, or Facebook, at Ogilby Straight, or in life, at Ogilby Straight. And hopefully I will see you in life. Because that is the straight up deal. Word, everybody. Enjoy yourselves. Hey!